0: I'm rolling. All right, I'm I'm rolling. I'm fucking rolling, man. Yeah. Fucking... I've been on every fucking roll. (laughs) Every fucking roll? (laughs) I eat
1: rolls for breakfast. Um,
0: (laughs) I ate your roll last night.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: I called it tasty. It called me... And I... Buttered its buns.
1: <laughs> Somehow that sounds even dirtier than the real song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a fucking intro! Use that. Use that. Okay, that's the yeah. intro. What? What? What did we? What? Uh, what uh, I don't even know how that got started. That's going to be yeah, one of those weird things. Thing welcome. We said, uh, said something about.
0: Said something about rolling, and then it fell on Salmo. I've been on every fucking
1: roll. No, that's what it was. God dang, that's what it was. What is... <laughs> how do, our brains are uh, very fascinating. But... Yeah. Um, We're in deep. We're
0: in season four, man. Is it? Yeah. Is it season four or season five? Four? I, I
1: I don't... <laughs> I don't know. We started We're in, in tw- t- 2020, right? Is when we started? Yeah. We're into our fourth year of doing this. So we're in the fourth season, right? Yeah. Kind of. If we were a show, this is just one long-ass season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The never-ending season of Cranked and Ranked. Hello, everybody. That's the the, season. That's the name of the show, Cranked and Ranked, uh, where (laughs) we rank discographies and albums and other things. And uh like today's episode we're ranking our top 10 favorite albums from a particular year. We've done all kinds of years so far from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Um did we do How it took did, did we do anything in the in the 2000s yet? I don't think we have. We we, we haven't yet. I think what
0: we're going to do I I don't know if we discussed this a while back, but I think what we were gonna do is, I think we were gonna wrap up the eighties and the nineties, and then start moving into the uh, more modern era.
1: Okay, That's, we'll have
0: hot, we'll have hotter takes for those years too. But, so it'll be, it'll get it, spicy.
1: Yeah, it'll be more difficult too because there'll be less albums that um, that I'm wanting to include. <clears throat> Unlike this year, we're doing nineteen eighty-seven, where fucking
0: great, year
1: it was stressful trying to narrow it down <laughs> a narrow it down to a top 10 b put them in any kind of fucking order okay i mean i i did my best i picked 10 yeah. they're in an order i'm relatively pleased with it but um that it's tough um as you guys all know it's a good year uh but yeah our t- our top 10 favorite albums of 1987 not the best albums of 1987 because to yeah. each their own that is that is a you know even our even our our band rankings. It's just you know really just a matter of opinion. We don't we're not correct. We just are for some reason care enough to even have these long ass discussions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, hi, I'm Old Head. As usual, with me as always is Eddie Sparks. That's me, and I'm out of the shower.
0: So you've got uh season one throwback where, I, where every day i was coming home from work at a grocery store and i would take a shower at the moment i got in because of covid oh yeah. man I remember that and you would you'd sit on a bed too i was I sat on a bed zero lumbar support my back hated me <laughs> um uh there, i had a really boring white screen behind me now i have this much superior blank green screen uh, <laughs> in, the, in the
1: podcast world, it doesn't matter. But just imagine a room where there's a drum kit, a green screen. I see an, an Allison Chain's facelift poster. There used to be more posters, but he, you know, he moved. He, uh, so I'm sure they're they're in your other place now.
0: Yeah. Well. Well. That that being said, check this oh. out. Uh
1: oh. we? Where this is, is this hey. this is video only. I'm sorry, folks, but I'll try to explain okay. what's going on. He's grabbing something off a shelf. So and- I. I went to a car boot sale
0: oh, and uh, thought I'd share these. For, for, uh, I... for
1: Americans, car boot is the trunk of a car. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Everybody yeah. gets together in a field and flogs shit out of the trunk of their car. Yeah. Uh, so
1: here flog, I have... Flog for you Americans, flogging is selling uh, for cheap, right? Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget how British I am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have here... A VHS of Fatal Attraction.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. All right. And Daryl. Holy shit. I haven't thought about Daryl in years.
0: I know. I saw it and I thought, that is one of the most 80s things I I have ever seen. don't even know if I've seen
1: Daryl since the 80s. I don't even remember what Daryl stands for. It stands for something in the movie. D-A-R-Y-L. Um, don't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's fucking cool.
0: That is, and the best part, it cost me one pound.
1: What wow. and and they're and they're in those nice, you know, clamshell, uh, cases. Which yeah. I guess I what? guess over in England, that's kind of how a lot of videos came. That that was a standard over
0: here. Yeah. Al- yeah. Although I, I have to be honest, I have a soft spot for the for the card
1: ones. The car- like- the slippy cardboard. Yeah
0: yeah like it's the same as a vinyl sleeve to me it's like you kind of want a little bit of wear over time you know yeah. you want it to retain its
1: image but yeah for sure nice well I mean that's that, that's those are, those are both movies from the 80s and we're talking about mm-hmm. 80s music so that actually works out um, I think Fatal Attraction is 87 as well isn't it that's a good m- maybe I, 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 don't, I don't really remember but um 87 baby hell hell yeah look at that that worked out perfectly so anyway so in 1987 so this was really tough this was a tough year i had to leave out albums that i think are amazing uh Mm -hmm. to pick 10 albums that i think are the most amazing ish ist and i also had to be really honest with myself about Mm -hmm. albums that were important (laughs) to me back in the day and continue to have some sort of resonance um even though i might look at them and go well i don't listen to them as much anymore but i would be lying to myself if i said they weren't my favorites from that year yeah 87, 87 was was probably the year that i really started listening to music cuz i was i was in, i was 9 years old and I, I i had already i was already into van halen and 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 stuff like that but i think 87 was the year that I got into Bon Jovi, Cinderella, Def Leppard. Um, shortly after that, Guns N' Roses. I, I wasn't on the Guns N' Roses uh, thing mm. right away. I think it was like after two or three videos came out, I beca- I got really into Guns N' Roses. But that, but I just remember that being the time where all of a sudden my world was open, and I was uh, I was old enough to desire to find more music of the rock and roll, hard rock. Variety, um, mm. which some of that is in my list. Um, so uh, I guess, do we have anything to talk about before that? I don't know. Man, I'm looking through like a like a top fifty rate
0: year sure. music. To which oh. language?
1: Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Siri thought I wanted to translate something, and I'm like, no, we, we've we've got a guest star this episode. Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't say uh, her name three times. She'll she'll show up again. Anyway,
0: yeah, I I mean I'm just I'm just looking through this top fifty on Rate Your Music of like eighty seven metal bands, metal albums. Sorry, and it is just chock full of killer stuff.
1: What what made it to number one on Rate Your Music for eighty seven metal albums?
0: It's it's a list by John or Johnny. It's it's not like an official oh, Rate Your Music thing. Got it. Here's here's his here's his top ten.
1: Uh okay. do
0: you know what? Do you know what? I'll do top top twenty. Uh from twenty up. We've got pretty maids with future world, wasp live in the raw, Joe Satriani Surfing with the Alien, Aussie, Tribute with Randy Rhodes, Triumph Surveillance, Halloween, Keeper of the Seven Keys Part One, Strange Ways, Native Sons, King Diamond, Abigail, Aerosmith Permanent Vacation, Running Wild, Under Jolly Roger, Dawkins, back for the attack, Motley Crew, Girls, 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 Dio, Dream Evil, White Snake, White Snake, The Cult, Electric, <laughs> Def Leopard, Hysteria, Testament, The Legacy, Sabotage, Hall of the Mountain King, Anthrax Among the Living, Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction at number one.
1: There are uh, only I, there are only four of those are on my top ten. So Hold Your Fire is 49 by Rush. <laughs> 49? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, at least it's at least it made the list, I guess. But yeah, only f- out of that top twenty, only four of those are in my in my top ten. Um, oh, it's got that TNT Tell No
0: Tales album on it.
2: Ten thousand lovers.
0: Hell
1: yeah! Um, <laughs> back to you. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So I guess let's do it. I guess let's let's, let's do our our top ten of nineteen eighty seven. Um, which uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess well, let's just start it off. I I I got all my vinyl, um, and and you you better fucking believe it. These are all eighty seven pressings of these albums, because yeah. that's how I roll. i spend I spend so much money on records, but it's it's worth it. I, I I enjoy my collection anyway. All right, so first first as usual, I throw it over to Eddie Sparks and he starts us off with his number ten album of nineteen eighty seven. Okay.
0: My number ten album of nineteen eighty-seven is Crazy Nights by Kiss. All right. I, I expected uh,
1: this one to be higher for you, but
0: okay. Well, here's the thing. If you'd have asked me five or six years ago what my top ten albums of nineteen eighty seven were, I would give you an exclusively glam metal list. Because yeah. I was I was knee deep in AquaNet at that time. However, <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of gone back around on myself and kind of revisited my grungier uh, pre-glam days. So yeah. now I'm kind of somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, so I've I've tried to keep this list pretty diverse because I felt like it all deserves a fair shot. Sure. That being said, Crazy Nights, uh, while high in my original Kiss ranking, I've listened to a lot of Kiss since we covered Kiss a yeah. while back. That'll be a good. Ranked and ranked revisit, which is a a thing we're kind of talking uh, talking about behind the scenes. Uh, Yeah, you know, having (laughs) a look at if we agree with our former selves. But yeah, (laughs) Uh, so Crazy Nights, the production right out of the gate is thin as hell. But there's so much eighties cheese on here that I can forgive it. Yeah, Um, and you all know I love that eighties cheese uh i mean what else can i say other than it's just chock full of fucking cheesy 80s bangers i mean it's got crazy crazy nights which i think in the uk was kiss's biggest hit oh wow i i think it was i think it was like their their big hit over here um and then you've got i'll fight hell to hold you bang bang you which is you know you could argue that steel panther made an entire career off of that one song. <laughs> they yeah. pretty much ran with that. Um, and a, a surprisingly hot for teacher. I mean, I suppose maybe not surprisingly, everybody was trying to be Van Halen, but, um, no, 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 no with Gene oh, yeah. Simmons on it yeah. is, you know, surprisingly thrashy. Almost is, is a pretty heavy song for the album. Um, hello, high water, my way. Now, I I'm going to say this now. I fucking love My Way. All it the is, Kiss fans hate it, but it's just so overwhelmingly exactly so, what I love about the 80s. Yeah.
1: So so it's so weird because there are songs on that album that I would call that I think legit or are, or are, are good great, you know, g- great songs and they, and I enjoy them. But then two particular songs, My Way and Reason to Live, are just so over-the-top cheesy that I just I they're the they're the best on the album. Like there's no yeah. better song than the two most cheese ball songs on the album. And they yeah. make me so happy. It's just the cheese baldness of it all. And I honestly I think it's a shame that people
0: are always dogging on my way as like the shittiest kiss song because you know everybody everybody that grew up in the 70s isn't allowed to like the 80s. Uh but like, my way is a vocal showcase for Paul Stanley. That song is incredible range-wise.
1: Yeah, his whole his vocals around that time were, were mm. fucking amazing. He's a, he yeah. he is a great singer, but I think that's this is around his peak as a vocalist. Mm. So. Yeah, I'd say around
0: around here through Revenge, he's just fucking killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah when your walls come down reason to live is a classic power ballad probably a top 10 power ballad for me mm-hmm. possibly even top five good girl gone bad um is another gene simmons song from the 80s um you know he's clearly taken a back seat to focus on being a movie star turn on the night is so good i love yeah. turn on the night yeah uh, now, I have to ask you, has it always kind of bothered you that the last two songs on Crazy Nights are Turn On The Night and Thief In The we, Night?
1: We talked about this on the ranking.
0: It's... Yeah, it, it was like, ah, fuck, uh, what's a hook? Uh, fuck, we need an 11th song for some reason. Uh, Thief In The Night. We've already got turn on the night. Just do it.
1: Just just throw it on there. I mean, to be but fair, I love you, in the night. be fair, you already have like the all the repeating songs, crazy crazy nights, bang bang, you no no no. I mean, it's it, it there's there's <laughs> yeah. already there's already like a it's it's like they were literally just looking flipping through the eighties playbook and they're like, all right, yeah. yeah, this you know people like repeating words, they like nights, you know, let's yeah cra- crazy nights, thief in the night, turn on the night you know that's like it's like it's, it's like, it, like that first danger
0: danger album where like like the new album from danger <laughs> yeah. danger featuring the singles naughty naughty and bang bang I, like, I i want to yeah. find that
1: commercial on the internet cuz i remember as a kid seeing that commercial and even as a kid laughing my ass off and yeah. i just to my friends like did you see that there's a commercial it's like danger danger featuring naughty naughty and bang bang <laughs> <laughs>
0: Should have done the entire commercial, like saying every word twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> new, new album,
1: album from, from danger, danger. I uh, mean, I actually would have been smart, but uh, whatever. I mean, I, you uh, know, p- people like that album. I'm not. Uh, I, it's okay.
0: Uh, I know you love it i fucking love that album and it's it's basically a whole album of my way (laughs) you're not wrong yeah it's like literally was it nine my ways and three reasons to live (laughs) yeah yeah i I love that record um screw it's really good too um but we, we we'll get around to danger danger at some point
1: yeah with right now our cranked, we're on, cranked,
0: ranked, ranked. We're on
1: crazy, crazy nights. Oh no! Wait, the album—the album is just crazy nights. Hmm. The yeah. song is crazy, crazy nights. So,
0: Book ended with "Turn On the Night" and "Thief in the Night."
1: Yeah, night. It's weird how like they decided to go with "Crazy, Crazy Nights" for the song, even though in the song he says it four times. Crazy, so the song.
0: Crazy. Crazy, crazy yeah. So it
1: should be called Crazy 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 Nights, but they just went with the one for the mm. title of the album and the two for the title of the song. But I'm sure there was some sort of meeting that they had, and you know, Gene Simmons is like four is too many. Mm. We all just if you want to have multiple times, just say no, no, no is three times. Let's just do Crazy Crazy two times.
0: Ah, uh, th-
1: no, no, no is where they f- fit the three in. Yeah. At track number four. Because they shorter, <laughs> it's shorter words, so it takes up less yeah. space. Absolutely. That's well, a weird. That's, that'd, that'd be a weird song to like to like to like request. You yeah. yell out at a show. Do you, what song do you want to hear? No, no, no. It's like, <laughs> is that a song or are you? Are you no, the, no more songs. <laughs> it's over. The night's over. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a successful album, but, uh, the diehard seventies kiss fans don't like it and I don't care cause I'm allowed my own opinion.
1: If you, I, I'm going to be- go on record and say that if you are not a fan of eighties kiss, then you can take the word diehard off of your fucking title. You're just, hey, a se- you're just a seventies, you're just a seventies kiss fan, which is fine. Yeah. But you know, there are those of us that love pretty much everything they did.
0: Um, yeah and don't get me Which, wrong 80s kiss has some has some turds <laughs> like, yeah. it does have the odd song here or there where you're like what the fuck were they thinking but they're but,
1: they're enjoyable turds so i don't exactly. know if turd's the right word but it's it, they're yeah. definitely it's like it's 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 almost like if, if you stepped in a turd and then you looked at the bottom of your shoe and it was and it looked like a rainbow then you'd be like yeah. oh that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of cool but it's an enjoyable you know. shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah. uh anyway are you done with that number 10 yeah
0: yeah I'm, I'm i'm done with my number 10 crazy nights kiss crazy crazy crazy
1: nights i'm i'm going to, i'm going a little bit opposite not a big album a little album and not even from okay. the u.s of a, Rep, repping my boys from canada dead brain cells nice. with their uh first self-titled album dead brain cells dbc um mm. this is uh canadian technical thrash um, it's kind of like a thrashier Voivod, I guess you could say, um, but way more intense. Like you could connect it a lot more to, to a, a hardcore album on this one or a crossover than anything else. But I fucking love this first Dead Brain Cells album. It is it's it's one of those albums that I uh, I, I, I think my my first Bands You Should Know video was on Dead Brain Cells. Um, I think I remember that one. way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And, um, but this, the first album, like they did two albums and the second one is really good too, but it's way more progressive, but this one, it's got this crazy energy to it where it really feels like, you know, you're, you're kind of on a speeding locomotive and, but you're st- but even though you're going really fast, you're still leaning forward on the edge of it. And that's, yeah. that's the best description of this album. It's just, um, for those of you who don't know, just go check it out. Cause it is just. It's just aggressive thrash that has, you know, some technical elements, um, some crossover elements. It's hard to explain. It's just mm. an absolute gem of 1987. It doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even sound like 1987. Like, mm. compared to some of these albums that I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this is easily a 1987 album. I listen to Dead Brain Cells, and I'm like, this, this could have come out any time. <laughs> it's, <just, laughs> um, it's just killer. Um, and I love them uh, a lot. So, uh, I, um, they ended up making, um, and it's funny cause that's an album that I love and that's number 10. So wow. it kind of, kind of shows you like what I had to work with here with my other nine. Um, but I could not, could not leave out dead brain cells cause it's a fucking banger and a half. So that's my number 10. I'm not, I mean, I'm going to, I didn't, I don't go through the tracks like you deadlocks fucking, Killer Lies is my favorite song on the whole album. If you want a, a good idea, um, go just look for Dead Brain Cells. Lies that song is fucking amazing. God, there's there's so many fucking good songs on this. Yeah, and it's on Combat Combat Records um, yeah. in the in the uh, in the US. Um, anyway, all right, yeah, I'm done with that. Done with that. Dead Brain Cells. We can move on to Eddie Sparks' is number nine. Very nice. Okay, so my
0: number nine is you know kind of kind of representing my homeland but also this was the era where the uh front dude decided ah fuck it MTV american makeover white snake 1987
1: oh yeah 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 for 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 me that was the intro to white snake so much so that i thought that was their first album <laughs> yeah and it's it's
0: wild that there's like six albums before it but like
1: and motherfucker was in deep purple prior to that so shit man yeah yeah he the dude's busy. had a hell of he's a busy he, man
0: he's had a hell of a hell of a career yeah. um and one thing that i've noticed over the years is that uh every copy i've ever seen has a different track listing <laughs> oh really and it's yeah like i've got two different pressings one's just playing and one's got an embossed cover which is cool but like both have different track listings and i'm what what the fuck is that about some even only have some some have nine tracks some have 11 some have 10
1: uh don't some of them also have like a radio mix of here i go again instead of the real one the original one yeah so the north american version uh goes as follows
0: crying in the Rain," eighty seven. Uh, bad boys still of the night here i go again 87 um give me all your love is this love children of the night straight oh, for the heart man. don't turn away but then the european version which is uh the one i've got on cd and on my ipod cuz it's got the most songs still of the night bad boys give me all your love looking for love crying in the rain is this love straight for the heart don't turn away children of the night here I Go Again, and You're Gonna Break My Heart Again. And then the Bulgarian version, which I think I have, <laughs> <laughs> has Still of the Night, Bad Boys, Give Me All Your Love, Looking for Love, Here I Go Again, 87, Crying in the Rain, Is This Love, Straight for the Heart, Don't Turn Away, and Children of the Night. But there's no You're Gonna Break My Heart Again. Uh, And then there's the... Well, then there's the 20th anniversary edition. But, like, why the fuck does this album have so many different... I... Uh, it clearly was some sort of marketing decision where, like, th- this will work here. This will work over well, here. Well, I,
1: I, I'm willing to bet it. Part of it had to do with they probably didn't expect the album to blow up the way it did, and when it did, then they very uh. quickly were like, "All right, all new copies have you know what you know." Yeah, they do that for a lot of albums. We'll change the order. We'll put yeah. you know, a different version of a song that, that's popular, whatever. But I mean, it's pretty. I mean. It, I I uh, I really feel for David Coverdale and the band because I almost feel like they, they you know they had so much writing on that album and it really paid off for them. Um yeah. so, But I hadn't thought about so I don't have that album on vinyl. But I didn't realize. I mean, I've heard the album, but it's got it's got still of the night. Here I go again. All your loving or whatever. Yeah, and and, and uh, is this love? Is this love?
0: Holy absolute shit! That's like a fucking absolute. greatest hits album. <laughs> yeah, I know it's insane, isn't it? Like the absolute smash hit that this album is. Like "Still in the Night," incredible song. "Is This yeah. Love," incredible song. Here crying I go "Crying in the Rain", rain is down. fucking killer too. Yeah, "Crying in the Rain." Um, and here's another thing I always like to bring up. Like from this album, there's two different versions of. Here I Go Again, there's yeah. the um, the one on the album that's full-on power ballad, and then the radio mix, which is a bit more upbeat. It's got drums all the way through. It's got a hell of a lot more synthesizers yeah, on synth- it. Yeah,
1: the synth is real turned up on
0: that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of that, like just to give it that little extra pop sheen to it. Yeah. Um, and that's the one that always shows up on... Compilation albums where it's like hundred and one power ballads, or yeah, you know, songs to bang your old lady it's like to. The, it's like the um, fucking
1: Mutlang version of the song. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and it, like we just need to to take a quick moment to mention the absolute lineup on this album. Where oh my god, I didn't realize this. Hang about. Oh my god! Right, okay. Ainsley Dunbar? I didn't know he played on the album. I thought it was Tommy Aldridge. Ah, and Vivian Campbell did guitar solo on All All Your Love. Where is it? So I I genuinely thought it was Tommy Aldridge on this album. Wow. John Sykes uh, plays guitars.
1: Was he, maybe he was actually legit in the band when they toured, but on the album he didn't play on it? Yeah, that's
0: really spun me out because I always thought I mean he's in the music videos and yeah but I I genuinely all these years I thought uh, okay yeah Tommy Aldridge was 87 to 1990 wasn't there
1: wasn't then, there wasn't there a, th- a thing I I, may, I might be remembering this wrong where they they replaced two of the members to put in better looking members <laughs> I'm
0: I would not be surprised because if you look at you look at Whitesnake pre 1987 it's not the. It's not a band of hunks. Yeah. The way the way eighty seven onward White Snake was, and like, let's let's be honest, like, <laughs> it was borderline boy band. The level of good looks in it's White like, Snake at the time. It's, it's like David like,
1: Coverdale showed up to the band meeting. He's like, "Look, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I'm dating Tony Katane." Yeah. Um, if i'm this is the worst british accent to be able to achieve this as well (laughs) we need to all of us need to be look like blokes that could that could land tawny katane okay here's a crumpet what we want yeah (laughs) you need to be able to get a woman that can
0: dance on a jaguar yeah Yeah, but this album's fucking incredible um Shit. And I, gotta,
1: I, I gotta revisit it because like I like so many of those songs. So it it is uh it is
0: it it's open up and say uh levels of is this great this is
1: this a greatest hits album? Well like, they, also <laughs> if I remember right, the I think you know Here I Go Again was huge, but if I remember right, is this love charted on like the regular pop charts over here? Like did. that was a it, pop hit song. So did Here I Go Again. Oh, okay,
0: like, all right. I, I don't know if that was more over here than it was over there, but I would imagine so. Let let me let me check the ever reliable Spotify top 5 of a band. Okay. And here we go. Okay, so here I go again, sits at the top with uh 297, uh 297 million eight hundred and twelve thousand nine uh, eight hundred and ninety one plays and that's on uh, that's
1: on spotify so david that's... coverdale got paid seven dollars <laughs> for, for all of those yeah. plays
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then is this love is uh 265 million one one hundred and eighty uh oh my god the the radio mix is only ninety seven million four so the one people are playing on spotify is the is the is the album version i would have thought the uh you you just know that you've stumbled on a good song when the top well, fucking th- you've got three versions of the same song in yeah. your top five
1: well also there's the,
0: the original as well
1: does i don't i don't use spotify really that much do, does spotify do their own curated playlists of certain things? Yeah,
0: they, every band has a this is, so like so this it is wouldn't, Whitesnake.
1: It, it wouldn't surprise me if the reason why that original version has all the, all the listens is because Spotify features it either maybe on an 80s compilation it, uh, it, or on the White Snake compilation. So that's the one everybody's listening to because it's in those playlists,
0: but yeah. yeah. Strangely, they've got a live version of Here I Go Again from the Purple Tour um, it's in there as well. That's funny. Sorry. Back over to you. Oh, uh, I, I, it's 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 a it's a it's a great album. What can I say? Uh it's one of those albums that I have on three different formats. <laughs> I've got it on cassette, uh, as CD and vinyl. Is it uh, uh so okay, so that's the end of your number 9? That is the end of my number 9. Number so 9. That that,
1: al- that album is very is very 80s, but not as 80s as uh this album. Hold hey. your hold your fire from Rush. Um, at number nine, um, I, I adore this album. This is, you know, I guess a lot of people who consider themselves Rush fans think this is one of their worst albums, but I don't understand that at all. We, and we did the whole Rush ranking and I, and I, and I was, I, I talked at length about how I love the different stages of Rush Mm -hmm. And this is like the pinnacle this, you know, power windows, like the pinnacle of eighties rush. Time stands
0: still is such a classic
1: song. Time stands still second nature prime mover. There's just like, you know, force 10 is like starts the fucking album off, but there's just, it's just so, yeah, there's just so many fucking amazing songs on this. And it, and at this point, this far removed from a lot of this music, an album like Hold Your Fire that just transports you back to a different decade. Those are the ones that I'm like, look, maybe at the time everyone's like, Oh, this isn't what we wanted out of rush. Like, but they created this album that not only has all these well-written songs, but it's yeah. just, it's almost just like a <clears throat> document, like watching an old movie and you're like, Oh, that's what cars and buildings looked like back then. This is like, you know, it's taking a step into 1987 and it's like, the, yeah. you know, the, band, the band that was utilizing all of the new technology and shit that was coming their way was Rush and so of course there's shitloads loads of keyboards and you know and they're, the production's real glossy and and you know there's reverb and all that kind of shit but I just uh, I love it it's um it I don't remember where I, it's I, was it in my top 10 of Rush albums I don't think it made it to the top 10 but that's because Rush just has so many fucking great albums but I just I think that if you're one of those people that that doesn't really know Hold Your Fire because you look at it and you're like oh that's the cheesy '80s one, Um, just kind of look at it that way and go back and think well you know I'm gonna take a little trip into the '80s but also the songwriting is just fucking great because they literally did this thing where they and we talked about it on the ranking where they went from saying well how proggy and technical and and off the wall can we get. But then it got to the point where all of a sudden they were like, well, let's try to write the most beautifully crafted rock songs that we can possibly write with, with lyrics that like are just going to fucking, you know, make you cry or just, you know, really rethink your whole existence on this planet. <laughs> um, so that's what, that's what hold your fire is. It's fucking great. It's uh, mm-hmm. it once again, it's only my number nine. This is what I'm trying to say. It, they like, All these albums are so amazing to me that this is just, it's crazy. It's crazy that Rush is at number nine. Yeah,
0: total love fest, this one. Anyway, so yeah, that was my number
1: nine. Hold Your Fire from
0: Rush. Okay, keeping with the theme here, I've I've got another album of the Sunset Strip variety, Uh, and I've gone with... uh, another repeating title girls 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 <laughs> by motley crew Yep. um and this if i remember correctly i made my number one motley crew album in the motley crew ranking we did over three years ago oh, which th- that was
1: like our second or third band we
0: did i i'm pretty sure it was like the second episode we did or at least the second two because i think we did a two-part didn't we
1: we yeah. might have, because we did Nirvana. So maybe it was Nirvana and then Motley Crue? Holy shit, I think
0: I, I think what we decided in the beginning, it was like Nirvana, Motley, and Slayer. And then we were like, we've covered the three main pillars of stylistic stuff that we'd build the show off. And then we kind of branched out a little bit more. Yeah. But we... Just, just so you know, for the, for the listeners out there, that was a concerted effort to to tell the world we're not elitists. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we and, thought if we and, if we do grunge and hair metal back to back. Yeah. And then thrash.
1: And, that... and it was you know to really get people ready for the fact that we're gonna throw a variety because so people don't get annoyed because like I I get that yeah. a lot where people will comment on my videos and say you know this is you know this is not you you know really metal. And I'm like, nowhere on my channel does it say metal. It's not metalhead. Yeah. And there's nowhere in the description <laughs> that says all metal. It's just, you know, but I, I talk about so much metal that everyone seems to think that, oh, no, you can't possibly talk about other things. And I'm like, no, I'm, I talk about the music that moves me. Um, that's why it's a personal yeah. thing. And then for when we met each other and started talking, we realized that we adored the same, you know, The Holy Trinity of of metal, hard rock, and you know glam, grunge, all that shit. You know, it was Mm. it it was all stuff that we loved. So it worked out perfectly. And this, and we're now in our fourth season of of whatever marvelous show. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, girls, girls, girls. All
0: right. Okay, so this album was my first Motley Crew album. Um, and up up to this point, I'd heard, um, I'd heard "Looks That Kill" from Guitar Hero Five, mm-hmm. "Too Young to Fall in Love" from GTA Vice City, okay. and um, funnily enough, uh, "Wild Side" is in GTA Four. I think one of the one of the expansions for GTA Four, and. While GTA 4 is my least favorite GTA era, Wild Side is my favorite Motley Crue song. So no, like, it's a fucking banger. Wait, uh, why, that
1: why, song I, sold
0: me on Wild this.
1: Side was one of the first Motley Crue songs I ever heard, but because it was included. In the father-son switcheroo comedy, like Father, like Son, starring Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so, uh, and I haven't seen that movie since the '80s, but at this point, I'm not supporting Kirk Cameron no matter what, because fuck that dude. Um, But Dudley Moore, I mean, rest in peace. He he fucking he is dead, right? Dudley Moore. I don't. I I don't know. Let Um, me have a look. He was Dudley Moore. I mean, Dudley Moore was a guy that I remember being around so much when I was a kid, and then all of a sudden he just, he dropped off the face of the earth, and I don't remember if he passed away or not. Yeah, March 2002, he passed away. Dang, it's been a while. Holy shit. Sorry, yeah. Dudley and the and the Moore family. But um, anyway, but yeah, that was like, there's a scene in, in Like Father, Like Son where they play Wild Side, and I remember just thinking to myself, oh, this song's fucking cool. And then I very quickly figured out it was Motley Crue. I've never seen Like Father, Like Son. I mean, I mean, which at that point, it's like, which one do you choose? Because honestly, I would go more. I would go vice versa if we were going to do, which is vice versa is Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage switch places Um, like father, like son. It's Dudley and, and Kirk Cameron. There's a movie called 18 again, which I think is Patrick Dempsey and George Burns. <laughs> Switch places. <laughs> these are all in the same few years. These movies all came out. All it was like wow. father son switching places movies. Yeah. What if this guy was this guy?
0: Whoa! <laughs>
1: Why don't they do that? Because like they read, you know, they did like Parent Trap. They remade Parent Trap. Um, yeah. and they did you know, like you know free, no, not Parent Trap. Freaky Friday. I'm getting my yep. I'm getting my uh, Lindsay Lohan remakes mixed up. <laughs> 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 um, but. Uh, that was a thing. That, like I don't know why that That was just like a, a. That was a thing that captivated American audiences at least. We're just like we can't get enough of this father son switching places shit. And uh, so, anyway, bring bring wow. it back. Who would we do now? Who would, it should obviously it should be. Um, who would be the who would be cool? Let's 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 say uh, not, I don't know. Um, Jason Momoa, <laughs> and Michael Sarah. Switch places. <laughs> <laughs> or,
0: or, or, hear, hear me out. Me... And you <laughs> We literally just become the same person in different <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's an artistic statement. It's yeah. like what if these guys become the other guy? Nothing happens to yeah. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> one,
1: one dude becomes old and has back pain.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, no, how about this, right? Yeah. We switch places, but both of us are like well, we're still on the podcast. We need to finish this and we've got each other's lists to work with. Oh wow. <laughs> and we have to we have to like do it without letting the other the people listening know. But it's like live. We, we we're doing this live or some shit. I don't know. Movie idea, write this down. Wow. <laughs>
1: the cranked is- and ranked movie. <laughs> <laughs> we for we, yeah when we really blow up and they're like, "What? Well, do, yeah, yeah. do you happen to have a movie idea?" Actually, we do. Yeah. It's this movie <laughs> where we switch places and we're the same person anyway. But now we're trying to come <laughs> to things from it's you know it, it. It's just for the big fans. It's like a it's going to be like a yeah. pick of destiny from Tenacious D. If, or, if you're not a big Tenacious D fan, then you're probably not going to see that movie.
0: I've seen that movie. It's oh a good hell, one. yeah yeah. What's fucking, what was the scene that always used to crack me up? It's the Strawberry River scene with Sasquatch. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he go, goes on the trip. Let's take trim. a
1: dip in the Strawberry, strawberry. River. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Uh cool. Uh so yeah. Track listing. Girls, girls, girls. Um, Wild Side, girls, girls, girls. One two punch. Yep. Which comes to roughly Nine straight minutes of pure '87 sleaze metal, um, and then followed up with "Dancing on Glass" and "Bad Boy Boogie." This mm. album is a party. Um, N- "Nona," it, it tells it basically just telling you to flip the record over. Um, is it? <laughs> there's like a full extended version of that that's like four minutes long or something. Um, it's on the bonus. But uh, Five Years Dead." All in the Name... Now, I have a bone to pick with All in the Name of Rock, and here's the thing, right? That is one of those songs that I want to blast out of my car at full volume. Yeah. However, I don't want the line, she's only 15, she's the reason I can't sleep, echoing down the street.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: You say illegal... (laughs) I say, legal's never been my thing.
1: And it's like it's like it's even bad. Like Vince, Vince you are, Vince you already murdered somebody with your car. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's let's maybe just back just away try and try keep from, the felonies at a minimum right yeah, now. Like <laughs> I don't I still to this day it, I, we've talked about this when we did Kiss and like other stuff where it's just like I do not understand the fascination with young girls or young people in general like I I want I'm I'm 45 I'm supposed to be having some sort of midlife crisis where I want a younger woman but all it's doing is is making me like turned off more and more the older I get the more turned off I am about younger women (laughs) like anything under 30 I'm just like get the fuck away from me I don't even I there's nothing that you can offer me um, <laughs> the, except you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe clue me in on the new dance trends or music that the young people are listening to. That's it. You know. Well, I'll let me have
0: a look and see if it's. A, oh, I've not made it private. Okay, so if you guys want a uh an absolute ride uh this is a thing i had for a, this is a, a thing i had saved for a video idea but i never got around to making who knows I'm, i I might get back to making videos at some point but i've been i've been band focused this year um sage but i i yes yeah, sage stream sick by sage <laughs> on your given platform yeah. um they would really help us out but yeah I have a playlist called uh, "The Most Uncomfortable Dodgy Classic Rock Slash Metal Songs." Nice. Um, and the, the the description just says "FBI, open up." Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll read nice. you the track listing. I'll I'll le- I'll read you the track listing. We've got Christine sixteen leading it off, immediately yeah. followed by seventeen. Uh, track three is "All in the Name of Rock." Of yeah, all yeah. in the name of. 15 year old poon Um, (laughs) My Ding-A-Ling by Chuck Berry I I had to do that Yeah. Uh, Living in Sin by Gene Simmons solely based on that I know you write me sexy letters yeah and and, you know his previous track record doesn't bode well with that Um, Catholic Schoolgirls Rule by Red Hot Chili Peppers Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, a song titled Sex Child by Blue Murder which pretty much like the title alone, um, walk this way. I thought had a, had a few moments in it where it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's got that pretty little thing vibe going on. Yeah, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't exclude Necropedophile by Cannibal Corpse. I just had to. <laughs> uh, 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 an, a deleted track from Love Is For Suckers called Statutory Date. If you ever heard that no (laughs) there's a what is it it's a it's a twisted sister ep called feel appeal love is for suckers extras where it's like four songs uh from those sessions that never made the album but uh they're a fun listen but my god there's tragedy by archangel i'm a victim of a young girl's love Uh, caught up in you by 38 special so caught up in you little girl it basically anything anything in in the song that just it points to that you wouldn't get away with saying that in a song now young girls by dokken heaven by warrant you know uh and hot little summer girl by enough is enough uh you know it's just it's all it's all good fun i'm not accusing yeah. anyone of of anything uh, i just i, I just I mean, thought it was a fun yeah. observation yeah. There was a lot of stuff back then that just would not
1: fly enough. Well, there is there is a difference between, like there are some songs that mention a girl's age and it seems young, but it's different when you also follow that lyric up with a lyric saying, I know that it's wrong or illegal to do this, Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like <laughs> that, that's so weird, it's just like, I don't, I don't know uh, All in
0: the name of cock all in the name of alternate reality <laughs> okay yeah so <laughs> oh my god there's uh on genius you know genius the lyric site yeah <laughs> there's you know how like some lines you can click on and there's like an there's like an explanation yeah okay first one right out of the gate she's only 15 <laughs> The, the note says a subtle nod to being a raging pedophile. <laughs> okay. She's the reason, the reason that I can't sleep. You say illegal, I say illegal's never been my scene. Nikki Sixx and Vince Neil, who wrote the song, are acknowledged are acknowledging that they know sex with a 15-year-old is indeed statutory rape, but that's
1: not of concern to them. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, like oh. who who writes that? Like even in the '80s, who writes those lyrics? That's just fucking insane. But okay,
0: I've I've never even read the second verse. But we've got pretty pretty, so innocent. She says you ain't seen nothing yet. Brings me a dirty dirty magazine. There she was for all the world to see. Uh oh. This is uh, this is the note on that. Uh-oh, that sounds like pedo, 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 pedo,
1: pedo. So wait, so I you know what? I've never paid attention to the lyrics of this song either. So but the song is called All in the Name of Rock. <laughs> what does that yeah. have to do? Nothing about this so far has anything to do with music.
0: <laughs> I've I've never actually read the rest of the lyrics. I oh my good god. Would you would you like to
1: delete this from your top ten right now? <laughs> 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 Call an oh Audible and we'll slip another album in.
0: Okay, hang on. Wait. Bridge says to me, Daddy, can I have some candy? Want to be your nasty. Anytime you want, you know you can have me. All in the name of all in the name of rock and roll. All in the name of rock. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) I love this song, but I can't defend it. Like, it's like, it's like being behind a chain link fence while you watch your friend, like, blindly walk into traffic. You're like, Terminator 2. No! (laughs) (laughs) No (laughs) way! Wow. Yeah, that is, um, all in the name of going to jail. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, maybe that's why the album finishes with Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> could could be. It could be. It's a story. It's a concept album. Bringing home someone who is a bit self-of-proper. Uh <laughs> And reaping the consequences.
1: It's like it's like the <laughs> the concept of the album, you know, girls, 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 because the girls, girls, girls is all about going to like strip clubs. And yeah. so now na- now we're led to believe they're at the strip club and some girls like giving them a lap dance, and Vince is all like, honey, you're way too old for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're able to
1: get a job here, get the fuck out of my face.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I was born in nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> like uh... 1977 sorry i fucked up Blah. let's let's get off this uh, uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> ride uh yeah, because I feel like there's only so much more we can say about that before. I also, re- I also really love YouTube gods. The, yeah, nuke this. <laughs> I also
1: really love the fake crowd noise in Jailhouse Rock, where they try to make uh, it sound like it's a live performance, but the you hear the the the, the crowd starting over, you, you hear the yeah. samples starting
0: over. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well. What, what was it like? I've never been able to figure out what Vince says at the start of that. Hang on, what is it? Jailhouse right.
2: <laughs>
0: Jailhouse Rock Motley Crew uh, Lyrics
1: We're recording live
0: Right here tonight
1: Oh okay
0: And yeah. I think you got the fucking job Cause we got some bad beat boogie working for you boys Here we go Da-na-na. One, two, party okay, I can't you Yeah Um <laughs> I just, I just, I've never actually some, took the time to figure out what was said at the start there. Some, and I some think would you got the that, fucking job.
1: Some would say your performance right there was better than anything Vince does these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, drive through the footy car, chubber B, my honk, what a, Key Stamaha. Yeah. Uh, yep, classics. Yeah. Anyway, um,.
1: <laughs> What do we do? Snakeswigg of course since, light. And walk since, off we're stage. On, since we're on the subject, I'm so so not only is there things like uncovering gems like all in the name of rock, but as a <laughs> mo, as a Motley Crue fan, while we're on the subject, I'm so annoyed at all of them now because the Big Mars thing. They're they're just constantly <clears throat> ruining their legacy. So here's <clears throat> the thing, if. That last tour they did, their farewell tour in 2015 or whatever it was. It was years ago. I don't remember what year it was. Yeah. They already didn't sound great there, or Vince didn't sound great there. But they fucking signed a thing, and they ended their career, and then they could have put out the movie The Dirt, which I really enjoy, and I think it's a great movie. And if they had just left it there, so many of us would be like, fucking Motley Crue, man. But now... (laughs) they're just a fucking parody of themselves where you have shit like Vince can't get his shit together and sing, you know, so you can understand what he's saying or even like actually hit notes or, and then you have shit like there's videos where, where Nikki six is not playing his bass, but there's still a bass guitar playing somewhere. Um, And then they kick Mick out. It's just, and there's all this drama and shit talking, and I'm like, you motherfuckers are. I, I realize you guys need money now, but you literally could have left your band as being a band that over time people would stop talking about Keystone Maha, and they would be talking about all the fucking great shit and how you guys were a fucking great rock and roll band. But I feel like that that's being ruined. Like for the for the mass opinion of Motley Crue, I know there are still tons of people who are huge fans and don't fucking care. And honestly, I mm. I, I I don't like poking fun at Vince Neil because he's an older dude and he's doing his best and whatever. I'm just not going to go see them. But I just hate the fact that they're a band that left things off in such a great way and then came back to utterly um, shit all over it. And it yeah, it really bums me out. Yeah. I had to get that off I've, my chest.
0: I've sent you something I don't know if you've seen it before but um it's the shot of the concerts this year where there's just a void of empty space Oh yeah I <laughs> like, seen that. Like yeah it's what the what happened there is is there just a like there's people in the um in the seats but then there's people on the floor but there's there's
1: a huge void and I think people walking around i think it's because they were playing at a stadium and the stadiums have there's they can't fit so many people onto the floor because of a because of the law because of fire hazards and uh. so i think what ended up happening was not only were they playing a venue that they weren't able to sell out, but you had Hmm. only a certain number of people paid the money for floor tickets. Everybody else paid a little bit less to get seats. And then all of a sudden the ratio is all out of whack where I see. So it's like, so it's all these things where I just, you know, I, I really think that they were just booked at a venue that was way too massive for whatever tour. I'm sure I'm assuming it's still with Def Leppard. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just it just bothers me because they the all of the drama going on. It's not like fun rock and roll drama like back in the day. It's just sad, and it it I really like Motley Crue, so that's it. Just kind of bums me out Um, because you would you you would hope that that things would go like like Guns N' Roses, where like by all by all accounts, Axl Rose is a very different dude now and very really? driven and focused. And, you know, and I'm just like, well, that's great. That's the kind of thing I like to see. Hey, you're going to come back, come back, you know, as, as good as you can possibly mm. come back and don't shit on your legacy. And so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, speaking of speaking okay. of, uh, speaking of guns and roses, I wonder where appetite's going to be on both of our lists because I know that it's there. Yeah, it is. But are we, we still, to it. are we done with girls, girls, girls? Yeah, we, we can wrap Girls,
0: Girls, Girls up.
1: Okay, well, now this we're This is going to be a
0: big episode. We're Sorry, already guys. nearly an hour in.
1: All right, well, we'll be, I'll, I'll be quicker. Anyway. As um, a, uh, no, 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 uh, I like where this is headed. This so is now we're one. on we're on to our number, my number eight. Yeah, my number eight. Um, speaking of questionable lyrics, uh, my number eight is the hey. uplift mofo party plan by the Red I Hot, love Hot Chili this. Peppers. Love I love seeing I, it here. So, I, I so... It's funny that I that I'm, I'm talking about this album, the third Red Hot Chili Peppers album, and earlier today you sent me a video on TikTok of the the fake the fake Red Hot Chili Peppers, like what Chili Peppers yeah. sound like to to, to people who to aren't people fans. People who don't listen to, and yeah. it's and it's all like I got a thumbtack on my nutsack and it's <laughs> reiterate California. Yeah. So, but here's the thing that 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 immediately bummed me out about that. That's not. The Red Hot Chili Peppers to me, nah, like Uplift Mofo Party Plan doesn't sound anything like that. And no. honestly, all the way up, all all their eighties and nineties material is, is is I fucking love even a little yeah. bit of Californication. But but post Californication, that's when they've now become this California band. And I and I yeah, and it's it really pisses me off because. And I think I said this when we did the Red Hot Chili Peppers ranking. I I still, you know, when I see interviews with the guys or when I see them performing, I go, look, I still really like them as yeah. people and as musicians. But the music that they're putting out, it's it's almost like it's just two completely different bands. And yeah which is what happens to have the same four dudes. Although, you know, although this is a di- different drummer and guitar player, we have Hillel Hillel on this one. And uh, Jack, um, Irons, Jack. Yeah. Jack, the, who ended up being in Pearl jam briefly. Yeah. Um, but uplift mofo party plan is like, it's a fucking journey of an album, and I love it because they, it's back when mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers was a band that if you wanted to do an impression of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you couldn't because so much of their shit sounded totally different. If you take their first album, Freaky Styly, and this album, three completely different mm. albums. Absolutely. And, and then they follow it up with Mother's Milk. Their they, fucking, their first half or the first couple decades of their discography is unfuckwithable, in fire. my opinion. Absolute um, fire. Absolute fire. So I love Uplift Mofo because I, I love that I love that it's kind of like the It's like the culmination of that version of the band with Hillel on guitar, because unfortunately he would pass away after the album came out. But yeah. um But just something about the I it's like it's it's a really great example of what I love about certain bands that just Obviously, they're they they're breaking every fucking rule that you could possibly have about being in a rock band, but they're not doing it in a way mm. where it's very obvious. Like, oh, they're just trying to be weird. No, they it just it feels like a very natural combination of these four fucking weirdos, and this is the music that they ended up making. And I just I love it because it's got some funkiness to it. It's got some punkiness to it. It's 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 got, it's got a a
0: tinge of the thrashy metal stuff in there, L- little bit like, in there too. Yeah, you know, like I, I think Flea once called this the most rockingest album they ever did.
1: I guess, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah, think Mother, Mother's Milk wild. is heavier, but I mean,
0: yeah. Um, I, I think, I think Mother's Milk in production is heavier, but I think the songs on Uplift Mofo are wilder.
1: You're, you're probably right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's like, like just. Like, so so much cool shit on here, and it's just an absolute blast. Which is which is what I love because I when I first got into I didn't get into Chili Peppers until Mother's Milk when I was a kid. But um, th- th- everything I heard from them, I was just like they're just a band that you cannot put in a box. And now <clears throat> you can neatly put them in a box that they created themselves. Isn't that weird? Um, anyway, yeah. not to not to not to dwell on that because the this album, my number eight Uplift Mofo Party Plan, is so much fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I but I guess that's really all I can say. I, I, I absolutely love early chili peppers so much. And, mm. um, once again, at, that's only my number eight. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, there's seven albums that I enjoy a little bit more, I guess that one, unless um, it's funny. All of these albums. If that if that album is currently playing, it's my favorite album in 1987. But then yeah. you put on another one and go, no, that's my favorite album in 1987. So uh, let's continue. We've, we're we're all, we're we've almost yeah we're basically at an hour now, and we've uh, cool barely scratched the surface. I was going to say this could be a two hour app. Um, so what we have
0: here with my number seven is an EP. Oh the the I, I didn't I didn't five. include EPs
1: so um I'm yeah let's do it it
0: is is the five ninety eight EP Garage Days Revisited or
1: re-revisited so if we were including EPs this would be my number one the really I, okay I, I didn't I left it to albums mm. but I go oh, I fucking love this EP it's so much yeah. fun it, it's it never it's it's always do you one of those things you, I put on and I just utterly love every second, every time. I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's 25 minutes long, and it's five covers. Well, so technically six. Um,
1: technically seven. Know. They play the beginning of uh, of Run to the Hills. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> really badly, on purpose, which yeah. is what I love. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is a covers EP, and basically the induction of Jason Newstead... Um yeah. And you can actually hear him on here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be that guy. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy, but it's it's an observation. Um and to be honest, I I think I don't know, man. Like the whole justice thing lacking very audible bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Um there's still low end to that album. It's just more in the form of the guitars.
1: I, you know what I' le- an, an interesting thing I've learned recently that depending on what kind of headphones you put on, um, you can actually hear bass strings in the mix. Like hmm. there's certain there's certain areas where where I'm like, oh, I literally heard a bass guitar there. It's not very prominent at all and it's buried <laughs> under the guitar, but they yeah, but it's pretty much playing the same exact thing that the guitars are playing anyway but yeah. uh, but you can hear I like there's certain little little areas where with really good headphones I'm all like oh fuck yeah I can hear a little
0: bit of that yeah on most sound systems I mostly just hear
2: <laughs> um,
0: that being said though this album ironically says arranged and not very produced by Metallica yeah. but that's great I like I love that. This it album to me sounds sounds great. Yeah. Not very yeah. for not very produced. It's very good. Um and l- let's dive into these covers. So we've got helpless, uh, diamond head cover. Yep. It's a damn good song. Uh The Small Hours. Love this one. This, yep. this one next to the Wait. The Wait is my favorite one on here. Like mm-hmm. their cover of The Wait is so awesome. Um, and I remember watching School of Rock and hearing it. In yeah one of the one of the scenes and i was like oh god that song fucking rules uh crash course in brain surgery <laughs> Um and finally we have last caress green hell which you know two misfits tracks mm-hmm. just slapped together uh last caress being the more well-known of the two that um metallica would often play live
1: did they ever play green hell live i don't know if they did i mean not that i know of they may have but i don't i don't remember that i uh, it's um, always it's it's always kind of bugged me i'm like come on guys play green hell that's always my That's always that's that was my introduction to the misfits was hearing that and then very shortly afterward (laughs) i found collection one at on cassette at tower records and i bought that and then i became a misfits fan uh, because they had green hell on it very nice but yeah Yeah, it's
0: really in terms of content i mean there's there's only five songs but they're pretty substantial tracks with a lot of stuff going for them yeah sonically it sounds great considering it's you know not produced according to them but i think it sounds fantastic it's a great little ep um granted it's not a full fledged album but metallica is my favorite band so it had to show up here somewhere same
1: same here we're just a couple a couple of uh, simpletons which somebody commented on one of our videos because Mm. metallica is our favorite band so apparently we're simpletons yeah well
0: uh, you know have a look through my ipod and tell me i'm a fucking simpleton (laughs) i've got i've got more music saved than you've had art dinner sunshine
1: oh nice yeah all right, well, um, we're gonna go from an EP to uh to another uh, album from a classic thrash metal band. Okay, and the legacy, yeah, by Testament. The the look at the look at these blokes on the back there, don't they look lovely? Um, raging waters came on on shuffle earlier, and it's just
0: oh hell yeah, so good.
1: Um, the the, the very, devil's triangle, the first uh, <laughs> Testament album with like. So many fucking killer songs on it. Um, it's an amazing debut album for me. Uh, yeah. And I, I uh, there's not a lot I can say about it because it's like Testament were a band that like you know they're considered second wave thrash, but they're they they almost benefited from coming a little later because they're almost to me like if somebody said you know I don't know what thrash metal is what does it sound like? I would just say, we'll go listen to the first couple Testament albums. Cause I feel like that's mm. honed in on specifically what makes yeah. thrash great for me is what they were doing. Or I mean, I guess, you know, they, they don't do, they'd still do thrash type stuff, but those first handful of Testament albums, I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking, that is thrash metal. There's no yeah. if, ands or buts. Um, and right out the gate with the legacy, they were just, they were fucking super talented dudes with their own I, I don't know i feel it's 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 crazy to think that they're a band that sounds so much like quote unquote thrash metal but also so much just like testament that it's like hmm. that's fucking great I love that album I've I love, always I love the legacy I've always
0: thought of testament as the logical conclusion of if you took every big four band and threw them in a blender, you would get testament because. You've oh, got yeah? there's you know, you've got the speed and intensity of Slayer mixed mm-hmm. with the you know precision and chunkiness of the likes of Metallica and Megadeth, and a little bit more of the off-the-wall kind of anthraxy stuff in there as well. Yeah. And on- honestly, I-, I think they are in essence the perfect thrash band because
1: Yeah, I I, th- I would they- agree.
0: Yeah, I- I- I'm with you on the idea that testament you know it maybe not from a popularity standpoint but if you were saying what is thrash metal yeah that that right there yeah absolutely
1: Uh, yeah so it is and it only ends up at number seven for because it but i i love it i love testament Mm. so that's my number seven we can move on to number six
0: I'm sure we'll get around to it again in a moment. Um, (laughs) Uh, So we've got Back for the Attack by Dokken on my list. Nice. So um, we need to do
1: do a Dokken ranking. Yeah. Because they are a band that I need to really get into because they are a band that I'll hear random songs and go, ooh, I like this, but I've never really gone through a Dokken phase yet. So I think that's... okay. I think that's uh that needs to happen okay i'll lead the charge on that episode then.
0: that sounds <laughs> that sounds fun yeah. um so essentially this is the last full-on Dokken album before the first split barring the um live album beast from the east which had um the single walk away on it is this the um, one
1: that has dream warriors on it
0: it, it is the dream oh, warriors oh yeah i love that song yeah I, have, I actually
1: have that. I have the 12-inch maxi-single with the Nightmare nice. on Elm Street cover um, of that song.
0: Very nice. And it's one of those albums that frustratingly has uh, a title track that's not on the album. Um, I believe it's a B-side. It might be the B-side to that release, as far as I know. But Oh, I, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Because it's, it's not on the album, strangely. But uh, I just remember dockham was a great, was a great bridge for me from the heavier side of metal to get into the glam stuff because it, yeah, it they they have some pretty metal riffs
1: oh, sometimes fucking, you know yeah uh George they, Lynch they, fucking rules that guy's a, that yeah guy's incredible
0: it's it's incredible some of the stuff they they yeah. did in the eighties man like um, starting off the album like. Here's the thing. A lot of glam bands were singing about partying. This first song, Kiss of Death, is about AIDS, a very fucking scary thing back then. And it's... Clocking in at six minutes, almost, it's one of those songs that flies by for me. Um, Prisoner, Night by Night, Standing in the Shadows, Heaven Sent, the iconic Mr. Scary instrumental solo. Like, that is awesome stuff so many tears burning like a flame lost behind the wall stop fighting love cry of the gypsy sleepless nights and finishing with dream warriors right Dr- ending on dream warriors always gives me the same feeling as dirt finishing with wood where it's like oh yeah they say yeah. the best song on the album for last and i i love when bands have the guts to do that yeah um Honestly, this is just a kick ass eighties eighties metal album with a with a very glammed up you know, sound and look. But overall it it's a pretty long one too. I think it's like it, it's over an hour long. Oh wow. Which is which is a pretty long album for the for the time. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of their peers albums were you know clocked in it yeah like the previous album under lock and key only clocked in at like 42 minutes and then they just came back in 87 with this badass hunk of vinyl and it just absolutely rules honestly this is this is one of those bands where i found one of those um five album five albums for 15 quid packs where i was like okay i like i like music that looks like this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um, I, I looked at the back, and it was like, yep, 83, 84, 85, 87. That sounds about my my stuff. On the recommendation of my friend Dan, who I was going to college with at the time, we were, we took a bus into Truro, went to HMV, and we found it. He was like, dude, you're an 80s Melt fan, right? You like docking? I like, have said, I've never really heard much. I've heard uh, Breaking the Chains from GTA Vice City stories. He was like these five albums are going to change everything and lo and behold that led to an even deeper dive into into the hair metal thing which is awesome yeah! so yeah Back for the Attack, Dokken released November 2nd 1987 baby fuck yeah
1: so that leads me into my number 6 we're almost halfway through folks (laughs) cool my number 6, you already talked about this album but we're going to talk about it again Crazy nice. nights from kids. Beautiful. Um, I love, I love, I love the artwork on this album. Not, Same. but not, not as much as I love Paul yeah. Stanley. Paul Stanley showing his thong. Take that it is,
2: off, pretty. That baby. is
1: the best. We look, look at that. Look at that. Does he? Did do you think that he like shaved his chest and stomach hair to make it shaped just so perfectly? Like he's a specimen right there, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Um, anyway. like i'm sorry sorry for the podcast I, world but look look up the picture from the back of crazy nights and you'll see what i'm talking about see
0: see this is this is the tragedy of the modern age is that album covers have become avatars on a screen i think personally we should make it so that if you tap on the artwork it flips it over and shows you the rear That's so that you idea. can so that you can look at paul stanley's Rippling chest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, covered in pubes.
1: <laughs> but so, some dudes, like you know, like me, I'm pretty hairy and I look gross. He, it just looks, he looks like a fucking gorilla, like a like, be, mm. like a beautifully sculpted gorilla that's gonna rip your head off. And he's wearing, Jungle and he's wearing a blue thumb. <laughs> Anyway, crazy nights. I want to be it's,
0: that level of sexy where I can wear something that ridiculous and look
1: that hot. I wonder if the other three guys like knew that that's what he was going to do. They're all taking their individual pictures. We're like, hey, it's me with my bass. It's me with my guitar. It's me just with gloves on. And Paul's I'm like, trying to hold in nah, a shit. No. Nah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm wearing these cut up blue jeans. I'm gonna show my thong. I'm gonna, my hair is gigantic. Like it's yeah. just. Probably one of the best photographs to come out of 80s rock music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, Crazy Nights, I love it. I love, we talked about it already. I love the 80-ness of it all. The songs are fun. Um, transports me just like Hold Your Fire, but in a very different way, back to 1987. And I enjoy every minute of it. And I love Kiss. I love um, 70s and 80s Kiss pr- pretty much equally. I. It's hard for me to sort of, choose a favorite era out of those two because there's so much from both of them that I love. Um, yeah. But also crazy nights was the first kiss album I ever heard all the way through uh, back when I was a young, young child and um, I've been a fan ever since. So here we go. We can move forward. Crazy nights on here twice. Crazy, crazy nights nights. Are right, are you ready for another repeat? Let's do it. Cause, cause I have
0: the legacy by Testament. Sweet. at my number five. So the legacy sorry, I don't have it up right now
1: stole them, stole them. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pop up my, my vinyl again just because I like showing it off. But I just no, no, typed in the legacy you know, testicle Megaforce <laughs> Records Nice <laughs> the, the, the legacy testicle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I typed in
0: the legacy testicle into Wikipedia by mistake um, uh, Okay, right well, right out of the gate, we have "Over the Wall." Oh yeah, yeah. Mic drop, yeah. mic drop. It, it like it accomplishes everything any of the Big Four bands could offer you in four minutes. Yeah, like yeah. the. the it, frankly, as as far as I'm concerned, right out of the gate with this album alone, it should be a big five. Like, oh yeah, I mean if they like, well, I, I mean
1: honestly, they they they're the one that would be number five because if you think about the Big Four they're they're old school thrash but they're the ones that were popularity wise the most successful and i think the next in line when it comes to that those requirements would have been testament because it certainly wasn't overkill or or exodus i mean they were popular Mm. in their own right but i don't think that they got the exposure that testament did so Mm. i think that you are right
0: well right after over the wall you get the haunting Mm -hmm. And then burnt offerings, and then raging waters, and then Cotlod, otherwise known as Curse of the Legions of Death. Curse of the Legions of Death. Like it's just so good, it's incredible. I fucking love it. Like, and that's only the first side, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. first, stru- first strike. First is deadly. Do or die. Alone in the dark, and apocalyptic city. I mean. Yeah, and It clocks in. It clocks in at less than 40 minutes. And it's just this onslaught. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be any longer. It's perfect. Yeah. And I found, like, it's mastered quite quietly. My CD version I've got is a pretty yeah. quiet master. Like, I always noticed that whenever I had it on shuffle, if I, like, shuffled all the Testament albums, it was significantly quieter than yeah. everything else. But, you know... It, I own the volume knob. Yes. I'd much rather I'd much rather have an album that was mastered quietly that I can fucking crank as loud as I like
1: cuz it sounds good um, cranked. It sounds
0: good. Yeah. It does. It absolutely does. Um and it's I mean Chuck Billy, Alex Skolnick, Eric Peterson, Greg Christian and Louis Clemente. I mean fuck. This is incredible stuff. Yep. They and the fact that for the next three years they would put out another album of increasing quality you know (laughs) yeah like it's wild like insane levels of quality from this band incredible stuff really we've we've just we've covered the legacy as well so so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump it Right back over to you for your number five.
1: All right, well we got we got a couple big boys coming up. Um, this Holy one shit. is an album that was huge for me when I was a kid, and um, it's one of those things where you where like if I if I talk about it in my brain, it just it's just this giant fucking thing, um, and it's just number five. Hysteria by Def Leppard. Fantastic. Um, I it's. So it's this is I I don't even I, I I don't remember what on our ranking I think Pyromania may may have ended up being my number one, but I think Hysteria was my number two. We had a um, joint first
0: with Pyromania. Yeah, I remember. But that.
1: Hysteria is just one of those albums that it, it you know took a long it's time. It's iconic. To, it took, yeah, it's iconic, but it took a long time to make because not only did you have. Did you have, you know, uh, the the drummers, you know, accident um, mm. and all of a sudden he's totally relearning how to play the drums altered, you know, having one arm. But then just did, it took a long time in the studio getting everything together to where it was apparently at the time one of the most expensive albums made, I think, at the time. And it's one of yeah. those that I listen to and I go, it's, it was fucking worth it. It was it worth paid it. off. It paid yeah. off. Um, not only for them because it was a huge success, but. I just listened to it and I'm just like, man, this is just so, it's just like a, a, a work of art. Like it's, you know, yeah. of, of rock and roll and technology and production all just coming together in like peak 80s awesomeness. Mm. And, and, you know, it's got, it's got classic songs that are, are easily overplayed pour some sugar on me, obviously is, is, you know, you've heard that way too much, um, but (laughs) then it's got other bangers, like gods of war that you don't hear nearly enough. And Mm. they're just, it's fucking incredible. I love everything off that album. And I, it was one that like, you know, when I, for Christmas, I think it was the, it was Christmas, 1987 going into, so about almost 88. I think that's when, when I got them, for Christmas, I got three cassette tapes. I got Bon Jovi, New Jersey. So maybe it was 88. Fuck, I don't remember. I got Bon Jovi, New Jersey. I got Appetite for Destruction. And I got Hysteria. And um, very quickly, I barely listened to New Jersey. Because it, yeah. <laughs> it had songs on it that I liked, but it wasn't my cup of tea as much as both Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard. But especially Def Leppard. This album was like i was i just loved every minute of it of it and i still do so, uh, but it's only my number five because it's <laughs> it's just a fucking motherfucker of an album but yeah uh, yeah anyway that's my and, that's and, my number five
0: and this is one of those things where had you asked me a few years ago what my top 10 of 87 was i would have said you know hysteria would be in there but it ended up Finding itself at like the eleventh or twelfth. No placement way! For me. Yeah, I was sh- I shocked myself where I was wow. like, "Wow, my god, am I really, am I really leaving Hysteria off of my list?" But it, trust me, it would it it is if not 10, 11.
1: Because yeah. So really, if you uh, took out the EP like I did, then it'd be your number ten. It would be ten. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it would be on there. Either but way. I thought to myself, uh, i this." Like you said,
1: this was a very stressful year yeah. to have to cover. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Trying to be fair fucking, to all the, the great artwork. stuff. I love the art. Yeah. I love, I miss art like this where you look at it and you go, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's cool as but hell. But it's
0: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't know what the hell it's going rad? on.
1: <laughs> it's like a couple faces and a triangle and some some lines and like tron tron in the background i don't know what that is but it's uh it's very fitting for the album and uh it's iconic at this point so yeah that's
0: that's my first well speaking of insane artwork where you don't know what the fuck is happening my number four is the uplift mofo party plan
1: by chili peppers let me me pull that one out again too since i got it yeah that one is like it, that one is like a fucking LSD trip. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> How many special effects do you want? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: All of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, what can I say? This is the album that sold me on the Chili Peppers. Up until, um, up until, like, my friend rather naughtily uh, gave me a hard drive full of music that I didn't have a physical copy of yet. Uh, he sat me down and he said, Here's a USB stick full of everything you could ever want to hear. Take this, stick it in a slot. There you go. There you go, my guy. And then he disappeared into the alleyway, into the night. Wow. Uh, yeah, but that uh,
1: that totally reminds me of this story that I heard uh, Henry Rollins, which is funny because we we just talked about Black Flag, and I don't remember what country he went to go visit, but it was a country where a lot of like different music was was illegal you couldn't sell it you weren't supposed Mm. to have it and he traveled there with this like terabyte hard drive full of all this music and he ended up meeting this kid and his family and while I think he went over to have dinner with them and while they were having dinner he said look just transfer all of this to your computer so he literally just like brought all of this music to this kid like it wasn't supposed to have all this music and I'm like man that's there's something so beautiful about that um, same, yeah. The same way with you know a, a little a thumb drive or whatever that's just got so much music on it because every everyone's got that the quote unquote thumb drive the thing that yeah. like really opened everything up for you and yeah uh, for me I, I guess my thumb drive was was MTV really and Headbangers Ball and shit like that but um, yeah
0: yeah it, it, for for me like I, I ended up with all of the Chili Peppers albums yeah. On this as part of as part of this giant offloading of of music um you know and the uplift mofo party plan was essentially i knew i loved the album vivid by living color yeah I, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that's how it happened i can't remember if i heard vivid or uplift mofo first but i'm pretty sure i saw the artwork fucking loved how wacky it was Uh, and it it was one of those came first it might have been uplift mofo and i saw it and i thought i have to listen to this and it sounds exactly how it looks yeah and i just this was the chili peppers album i gravitated towards the most because i just loved it's the music much like the artwork is extremely vibrant and colorful and it's got a lot of things going for it yes um and it's wacky it's not your cookie cutter red hot chili peppers post 99 nope. yeah where it's like each ensuing album feels like an ai generated version of the previous <laughs> album you know.
1: <laughs> which we've and, now and seen can be done it's like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i mean it, if anything we've, we've seen that proven for the last 20 years but uh <laughs> i mean I fucking love eighties, nineties Chili Peppers. Yeah, like, same, same. It's an it's an entirely different beast. And like you, I like everyone in Chili Peppers. Yeah, and I think, and I I I just it bums me out that they're capable of this insane stuff, and everybody shits on it. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah, no, they didn't really get good until Freshanti showed up. And it's like, fuck mm. you. Mm. It's like, no. no. I've I've long been a staunch defender of this album if I and every every time I see it in a list where it's like third from the bottom I'm like you know what the fuck you're talking about put the fucking keyboard down asshole yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, they, I mean, yeah I mean we, I mean we I'm pretty sure if, if everybody remembers if I remember right too, when we did our Chili Peppers ranking my number one was actually um one hot minute <laughs> Which, yeah which is, uh, which is weird. It was my, either my number one or my number two, if, if it wasn't, then my number one was probably mother's milk, but either way, um, it's, it's like, it doesn't matter. The guitar player honestly doesn't matter to me in the band. Um, they all, all the, the three guitar player or four guitar players that they've had, um, they're all good at what they did and, and they're mm. fine. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I, ju- I don't know what happened with the Chili Peppers, but you know, it's, I'm just, I'm glad they're successful. It's kind of like a, a child that moves away from home and doesn't want anything to do with you anymore, but you see that they're successful and you're like, well, great. I'm very happy that you're yeah. doing well. Um, you know, that's it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of those albums, man, where like you look at the track listing Fight Like a Brave, Funky Cram! Funky Cram! Yeah. Funky cram. Don't you know no funk color bland? Oh, oh, no no fun I against, against the, the stand stand on mind. Of Yeah. I fucking love that song. Me and my Why friends, Backwoods.
1: Why do what you do.
0: I do what I want to do. do. what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. It, Backwoods is probably my, one of my favorite Chili Pepper Backwoods songs ever. Yeah. Da like oh, yeah, that's a, it's skin, got a great groove to it. Across the dead floor, he's Scoot. skinny, sweaty man in a green suit. He's <laughs> down for blood on the long Skinny, sweaty man in a green suit. Skinny, sweaty man in a green suit. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, subterranean Homesick Blues. Oh wait, no, Behind the Sun, man. Did we like, skip I love did you, that song?
1: Did you skip? I'm, I'm, I'm so. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. Behind the Sun's so good. I want to party on your You did. You missed my favorite on the album, which is me and my, me and my, me and my, me and my, me and my friends. Yeah,
0: I like that one. Uh,
1: No jump, love sucker. No jump, love sucker.
0: Like, walking walking on down the road. Love Trilogy, organic anti-beatbox. I mean, fuck. This is just 12 tracks of insanity that are incredible. Just yeah. every... Every moment is packed with this frenetic vibe to it that's just unmatched, you know? And Behind the Sun is one of the most beautiful things ever. Yeah. And it's a I've great just job. realized something. I've just realized something that I can't believe I forgot to do. Uh, so I've been making a playlist on my iPod, on my, on uh-huh. my phone called um sitars (laughs) and i'm basically and i'm finding every song that i like with a sitar in it and i'm making a sitar playlist because your boy wants to get a sitar and i want to i want to find out how to play one of those fuckers
1: okay do you want to hear you are you you are you are you getting into ravi shankar and everything now uh, I'm sure it's on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> okay, so do you want to hear my sitar playlist so far? Yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, we've had, we've had enough derailments to last, you know, for, for almost two hours. Let's just keep them rolling.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have Wherever I May Roam by Metallica. Okay. What the hell Was have I... Was that actually a what? sitar,
1: though? It
0: sounds like one. It's enough. Okay. it counts. Uh, uh, what the hell have I by Alice in Chains loads of sitar on that that home by dream theater has loads of sitar on it and it's awesome um cats in the cradle by ugly kid joe yeah uh pretty tied up guns and roses yeah four degrees by tool now four degrees by tool is technically i mean i suppose it would be a a guitar with a sitar effect on it, but sounded sounded close enough. And yeah. behind the suns. So now my sitar playlist clocks in at forty three minutes Sweet. with just with just seven songs, which good. is good. And rad. then go, go
1: go ahead and put in like within you, without you by the Beatles, because that's just George and a sitar the whole fucking time. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll get I'll get, there. <laughs> um, we'll, Norwegian get to ranking, wood. we'll get to We'll get to we get to ranking the Beatles. Someday,
0: yeah, um, I'm sure it's it, it's down oh the yeah. line. Oh yeah,
1: it will it will happen. Um, anyway, so are you done with 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 uh, it's chili gonna peppers?
0: Be, it's just it's just going to be me and you doing a <laughs> Paul and John back and forth the entire time, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't I don't know if that belongs at number five. Hey Paul, <laughs> let's get rid
1: of Clarence and steal all his good ideas. Anyway. <laughs> That's for that's Eddie Murphy from an Eddie Murphy oh, sketch from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. <laughs> not not 1987. There was no Beatles happening in 1987. Okay. Um, are you are you ready for my number four? Yeah, give me your number four, dude. Um, this would probably be a lot of people's number one, but it's not oh, my number one. But it's still very holy to shit. Me. Damn. Uh, Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Uh, Great right album, very important album for me uh, because I really do think that Guns N' Roses was the catalyst that led me into more aggressive music. Because prior to Guns N' Roses, it was well, I guess you know Van Halen was is a little aggressive at times, but you know Van Halen, Bon Jovi, Cinderella, Def Leppard, all of those things I was into a lot of it. But Guns N' Roses was the first band I listened to that seemed dangerous and heavy, and yeah very soon after that, I would find my way into thrash metal and all sorts of other stuff. Um, but appetite for destruction is uh, just like that white snake album. And sounds like a fucking greatest hits album, really when you listen to it. Yeah. And it still sounds amazing today. It's still an album you put on and you're just like, it's, I feel it's pretty timeless uh, with S- the way sonically it, it
0: holds up. It really and, does. Um,
1: like- and, uh, and honestly, I don't, there are a lot of people that, that say shit like, you know, welcome to jungle sweet child of mine are like so overplayed but um i'm never gonna turn the channel on sweet child of mine i don't know it's it's so good that i have heard it so many times but it doesn't matter it's still it comes on i'm still gonna be like yeah fucking sweet child of mine um i just love it Uh, I, I i i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna offer up one
0: caveat for that okay sweet sweet child of mine is the one skipper on that album for me not because it's not a great song
1: uh-huh.
0: but because it was my grandma's ringtone for three years and i can never hear it again without thinking Ah, oh, fuck's sake is the fourth time in the last 30 minutes that i've heard where to the point it just it really started to grate on me in, in the end and now every time i hear it i'm like I mean, I'll I'll get to the bridge and the solo. <laughs> I love but the it's, fucking it's,
1: solo on that song. It's so good.
0: Yeah, like the the back half of that song is I I still love it, but it's like oh fuck, now I have to
1: go through this intro
0: again with this shit. Like it it's a great iconic intro, but it's just ruined for me by my I,
1: man I, Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, but it's like it's, a lot of people seem to miss like that. The songwriting on this album is so fucking amazing. <laughs> Just, Welcome
0: to the jungle. Look at that song. Th- that, yeah, that's a that the place.
1: Yeah. Like. It's just so, it, the, everything on here is just so well done. These guys really were just like, you know, some bands come out and get a huge hype. And then this is a case where it's absolutely warranted. Even 35, however many years later, you still listen to it and go, yeah, there's a reason why they became fucking huge rock stars because that album is a motherfucker. One of the best rock albums ever made, one of the best debut albums ever made. Um, yeah, sure. I, lo- I love this artwork. I know the you know the inside artwork this one, this right here, that's the yeah. the, the original one, you know, but for certain, this out, this the this artwork with the cross is the original for me because this is how I first saw it. And yeah, I love it, this. I'm almost happy that they changed it to this because I feel like this is more iconic. Yeah, so.
0: I, I agree. I always thought that the album cover was really cool. Yeah, um Yeah.
1: Wh- what version of the album
0: cover is it where like it's kind of like scrolls with the text on it as opposed to the big bold one? Oh, like,
1: that ca- th- that would be like the cassette version and maybe even the CD ah, version because this right. is an, this is an '87 pressing where it's on the sides. But I'm pretty sure I my see. version that I had on cassette when I was a kid, it had the Guns and Roses at the top, and yeah. Appetite for Destruction at the bottom.
0: Because that's how I always saw it. Because it, there was a CD in my house, so I always yeah. knew that. So version yeah, no, this the is the, the
1: the vinyl cover, which I I think this is the way it always looks on vinyl when they put it out is with the the name the names on the side. Yeah. But, what what more can we say about fucking Appetite for Destruction? You can find thousands of videos on YouTube talking about this album. Um, we've talked about it already when we ranked Guns N' Roses, but I I just love it. it. It didn't make my it made my top 5, but there are three albums from 1987 that not only do I love them, but they're just so fucking important to me um, that I that it it pushed fucking Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard to number 4 and number 5. So um so that brings us to the top three. Our top three of nineteen eighty-seven.
0: Okay, so this is my uh, wild card kind of pick, where this is a deep cut album, and it has such a sentimental value to me okay. that I have to I have to include it. All right, and I've gone for Fireworks by Bonfire, the German glam metal band and it's okay like it really shaped what I loved about the 80s metal like the 80s glam stuff yeah it's like it's like 80s montage glam there's, and it's
1: awesome. I don't yeah because I, I don't right offhand I don't know the album but I know that there's a video that was on Headbangers Ball. I think it was Bonfire. Where like it's like one of those videos where like the girl's not allowed to be into rock and roll, and she goes to her room, and she's like all of a sudden becomes a rock and roll person, and and it's one of the songs off that album. I think is what I'm really. It might be it. it, might
0: be it. Yeah, because because this album is just me circa 2015 in a yeah. nutshell. Like it was. What, what's the name of the album again? fireworks okay by by bonfire and i mean there were days when i when this album like my parents had gone off on a little like holiday and they walked into a record shop and tried to find the most me album they could find which was nice of them and they like took they took one look at like the rear cover or the insert and they were like yeah okay this this is coming home with us yeah And I I I shit you not, dude. The, I mean, there's so much good stuff here. It's like when I say it's like '80s montage glam. It's like ready for reaction, champion, uh, fantasy. I mean, these are all like training montage levels of yeah, killer. And like, yeah, it's cheesy and yeah, it's over the top. Like major key choruses, but you know what? It's it got me. It gets you out of bed and ready to pump some fucking iron.
1: <laughs> OK, so trying no, to find never that. It's, that video? It's, not, it, it's not this band, but the video, uh, I believe, was for it was for Sweet Obsession. Oh, yes.
2: Sweet Obsession can't get enough.
1: So I it's not the it's not the band that I was thinking of, time. but I do remember that video um, mm. being featured on Headbangers Ball. Well, I mean, I, I, mean yeah. I don't remember it. I wasn't watching it at the time. But on the ones I have, the episodes I have, um, I think it's on there a couple times.
0: Yeah, this album is a thoroughly enjoyable listen. And uh, when you get around to listening to it, just imagine me ripped as fuck in place of Sylvester Stallone in Rocky IV <laughs> doing all the training <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, like, listen to Champion... And try to come away from that not feeling pumped as fuck. I'll, like uh, yeah,
1: that's I'll on ha- rules. I'll have to go Here listen to. Here I stand
0: li- on my feet again.
1: Listening Don't to. Don't you know
0: that I'm a champion? Yeah.
1: So the- there are some albums that listening to them, th- kind of th- thinking about you, it-, it makes them more entertaining. Like I've got w- more into really? out of, <laughs> out out of this world by Europe that's one no way. Where, where i just imagine you rocking out to songs on that and i go all right because I, I i didn't like that album that much to begin with but now yeah. i'm all like ah never mind it's fucking good it's fun <laughs> that that album
0: has the most buttery smooth lead guitar tone of the 80s I'm, yeah. I'm putting my hands down and saying right out of the gate key Mar key marcello key marcello whatever he's called had a great guitar tone on that album
1: speaking of amazing guitar and an album that didn't make my top 10 well maybe i'll wait to see if you if it made yours because it wouldn't if it made it into the top two i wouldn't be surprised and also would be surprised at the same time we'll talk about it when we get to the end
0: okay Um, well well well, give give me give me like the first couple letters and i'll be able to tell
1: yeah if the band name starts with a w white lion yeah
0: didn't make it but again it's like it's it's a it's a 11 or 12 situation pride is a great fucking album
1: it was on my list too but didn't make my top 10 but that's one where the fucking guitar work on that album and the way the guitar sounds on the solos it's some of some of the yeah some of the greatest sound just like guitar that like it doesn't even matter what the fucking song is like the, the yeah. solo will start and I'll go, oh my God, it just sounds so like he's a fucking robot or something. It just sounds so <laughs> fucking perfect the way everything is played. Every little yeah. bend and every little little flourish and all of that stuff. I'm just like, man, that dude was fucking incredible. He, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he still is. I think he's still alive, but you know. But yeah, yeah. that did not make he's, my top 10. That's a great fucking album.
0: Hungry, hungry for your love. Yeah, this, that, that's another one where like a lot of the songs could be like training montage tracks but
1: uh yeah tell, that's my number t- three tell me is one of my favorite songs of the 80s uh, by oh, by white man. lion tell me
0: baby i you the, the night, night. My- but good old Mike, go. Mike Tramp sexy fucker <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: um alright so cool bonfire with fireworks as your number three mm. I'm gonna go completely opposite with my number three um Ignorance by yes. Sacred Reich is my number 3. Uh Sacred Reich are one of my favorite bands, but just I something about this album because it's got it's almost like they were they were they sound like Sacred Reich because it's got Phil Rind on vocals, but there's so much of it where I'm like they they so loved Slayer <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, but it was almost <laughs> like they were like we're, we're like a political and social slayer we're not going to sing about you know the devil and stuff yeah. um, and for some reason that just that combination of things of Phil philren's voice with this ultra the most aggressive their music would ever be with the lyrical content everything all together i'm just like it's so it's just so fucking great and um and honestly, this is like if you talk about thrash metal and not only that metal, let's just say metal. I, I kind of figured out why I don't fit in with a good number of people who consider themselves metalheads, And I realize hmm. it's because of my entry point into metal and what I perceived as metal, because. I didn't get introduced did you have did you have a spill oh yeah it was a there's
0: a coaster stuck to the bottom of my glass. Oh. um
1: it looks like a vinyl i didn't oh I, I those are cool I'm gonna get some of those yeah so they uh <laughs> so I didn't get introduced to metal with dragons and wizards <laughs> yeah or demons and Satan I got introduced to it with we write songs about global warming. We write songs about uh, starving people overseas. We write songs about how war is fucked up. We write you know, mm. all of those things, Metallica, all of these bands. So to me, that has always been kind of when I think of metal, I think of this. Whereas somebody else is like, no, you think of metal, you think of a shirtless man holding a sword in the air and there's a dragon over here in the corner. And I'm like, that's not fucking metal. That's a fucking cosplay <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so it's like, so I, so and I've never been able to really get into a lot of that sword and sorcery kind of shit, um, hmm. which is why I'm not into power metal. Honestly, that's also why I'm not into black metal. Cause black metal to me has always seemed very like let's put on a costume. You know, now now we're metal, and um, and my metal was there were no costumes. You were in jeans and a t shirt. Maybe you all had the same really white you know high top sneakers, but you know you. But it it was that's what metal was to me. It was it was was more things more grounded
0: in reality.
1: Yeah, and and so and so that's never left me. There are some bands that that you know that flirt with all of those other things. Clearly, I love Slayer. Slayer's, but Slayer also had some stuff that was political and, you know, socially chemical relevant. Yeah. Um, but I think that I, I think I figured out that that's what it is. That's the disconnect with a lot of metal fans is like they're into this thing. And I think that that's, it has to do with how you were exposed to it. So, mm. so I albums like ignorance are literally just right up my alley for what I believe is thrash metal and metal um and um so i love it like it's just to me the best al- almost almost the best thrash metal album of 1987 <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, i mean the the one i'm talking about if anybody knows me at all you're like oh well yeah of course that album is in his top 10 probably two or one who knows but uh my number three sacred Reich, Ignorance it's fucking great i fucking love sacred reich so much and um and i'm always going to point this out till the day i die um a couple times ago when i saw sacred reich phil rin dedicated death squad to old head and um yep. and it was and you heard two people in the crowd go <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is like old old what um, but it was a very nice think, moment. I think he me. said old bread. <laughs> <laughs> Phil loves old bread. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Sacred Reich
0: ignorance is my number three. Oh man, I saw them at Bloodstock and they fucking brought it. Yeah, absolutely killer. Yeah, absolutely still a killer, killer band. Yeah. Oh, and to the guy who uh, saw me at Bloodstock, hi. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs>
1: you got recognized. Yeah, that was, that
0: was, yeah, I I know, I know. I wish he, I wish they'd come and said hi. You know, I've I've been waiting to be recognized in public Shit, for my work. I
1: I yeah. went to that big ass fucking Metallica show in a stadium and even wore a hat that said Old Head and nobody fucking recognized me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like thirteen thousand subscribers, still pretty small potatoes. Hey, well you know
0: you know the real ones know. Who, who knows? They might have all, like, knew who you were, but... They, they, were, they were too they, shy.
1: Too yeah, they were too shy. 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 They were too shy.
0: Too shy, shy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, uh, Where are we at? We're at Top number two. two, yeah? Top two. Top two. My number two 1987 album is Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Noise. Like, over the years, I, I've every time i go back to this album i'm just met with the same level of holy fuck this is good like just every single song is just killer yeah and even if i can't listen to um sweet child of mine very uh, unless i'm listening to the album
1: all in one go you should you should just uh, just just listen to the uh, radio edit of it because it literally goes from the little intro right into the first verse. <laughs> it's like it skips oh, well. through like a whole bunch of shit.
0: Oh, thank god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, where where are we at? So we've got oh, wow, man. They were releasing they were still releasing singles into 1989. That just shows how much demand there was for this album. You, yeah. You don't really you don't really get that anymore where like you'll bring an album out and then two years later they drop another single from it shit like,
1: fucking uh use your illusion they were still dropping singles in 1993 from that album
0: wow it's wild yep. i mean like so oh wow i didn't know this the first single from the album was it's so easy slash mr brownstone so that was the, f- the first single from it dropped june 15th eighty seven interesting uh, and then welcome and then welcome to the jungle which see this is the problem with this album for me is that you know once welcome to the jungle is through i'm like well i mean it's my favorite song on the album and i'm like it it just it's varying levels of that was so satisfying i don't know if i need the rest of the album right now i
1: don't know <laughs> like, what my favorite song is on this album that's a really tough tough one to think about it
0: it's in in large part to it being in gta san andreas for me like yeah i I, that's one of those songs that's burned into my mind but i never get sick of it like same goes for hold the line by toto yeah i fucking i love i
1: I love night train i love my michelle yeah god it's there's a lot of great fucking songs on here
0: yeah well let's have a look through the track listing and like do like a mini grooved and removed where we're like what is the weakest track
1: here it's think about you everything it's think about you yeah
0: (laughs) Think about you. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so it's still great. Still
1: great, but my least favorite song.
0: Man, that side A reads like a fucking greatest hits. Like, welcome to the jungle. It's so easy. Night train out to get me. Actually, might be.
1: That's a good one too.
0: It is for me. My favorite track off of this album is either Welcome to the Jungle or Out to Get Me. But because Welcome to the Jungle is so well written, I'm going to give it the top spot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise yep. City, My Michelle. I mean, even think about You's a great song. I agree. You know? That sweet child of mine, you're fucking crazy. Crazy. Uh Anything Goes and Rocket Queen. This is just fifty-four minutes of classic material.
1: Maybe anything goes is the worst one on the album. I don't know. That might be it. I mean, it's it's just so
0: good, man. I mean, it, oh, wow like even the it, the the review scores all music positive drown in sound like all of the stars Kerrang 5 stars Rolling Stone four and a half stars oh come on Rolling I Stone mean, yeah he's Rolling Stone are assholes man <laughs> uh, I mean it's just so great it's just such yeah. great stuff I mean <laughs> I'm just looking at all this material and it's just like, yep, everything, the planets aligned, the stars yeah. really aligned with this album. And it, you know, it changed the game in a sense yeah. that it it didn't necessarily kill hair metal, but it certainly kicked it into a darker era where it started to show its ugly side. Yeah. Um, you know, gone were the neon pinks of the theater of pain era and well for some for some the, groups yes for, other groups yeah, for, well,
1: yeah. other groups c- continued and some got even more flamboyant at times but you know
0: yeah it definitely it definitely split down the middle though didn't it with this album there there was a there was a big movement of guns and roses copycat kind of bands where they were like oh yeah yeah we've got big hair too but we don't wash it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's uh it's a great fucking album yep i mean w- when it comes to not only like the la sunset strip stuff but uh, across classic rock as a whole it's up there as it it's it's up there with like the likes of the beatles and that it's just have such a, a game-changing album
1: not not to keep taking us off subject but um it's kind of on subject have you heard that last new guns and roses track I haven't. No, no, it's I, called, I, it's, I haven't been checking it out. It's called Perhaps. It's not amazing, but I've listened to it a few times and I'm like, I don't know. I I, I, I kind of dig it. It's like, it doesn't sound like they're trying to go back and, and, and create old style Guns N' Roses, but it still sounds like a Guns N' Roses track, but more of like a User Illusion deep cut maybe. So can we move on to, uh, our, to my top two? we We've Absolutely. I think everybody gets it. A- Appetite for Destruction is amazing. Okay. But in my opinion, not as amazing as this little beauty right here. Yes! Introduce Yourself yeah! by Faith No More. Um, fucking Chuck Mosley on vocals. Yes. I love this album so much. You know, there's, there's certain albums that you've, you see them and you just want to, like, hug them a little bit. Absolutely. Lo- and and love, that's one of them. I know. I love it. I love introduce yourself. It's so good. Can I just um, say that this is my number one? Oh, shit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Faith No More, introduce yeah. yourself. Uh, that's yeah, that's a that's a killer number one right there. Um, I So, yeah, so I'm a I'm a Faith No More fan, like full stop. I don't there's no I don't have to say there's one era that I love more than the other because it's really tough for me because I was introduced to Faith No More through the real thing and then i and angel dust is one of my favorite albums of all time but at the same time introduce yourself is i love it so much it's really like those three real thing introduce yourself um uh, angel dust all of those you could put them right next to each other that's a trilogy
0: right there and
1: angel dust is just slightly above Honestly, I think I would probably put introduce yourself above the real thing in personal opinion.
0: Wow. Um,
1: okay. But I just, because I love the combination of the, the music they were making with Chuck's, like, there's no, nobody does, nobody did that kind of shit. He, he's still, who, what the fuck was he even doing? Did he even know? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but I just love yeah. it. It's just so much fun. And it's got that, it's got that Faith No More sound that they would mm. continue in, you know, with the real thing for sure. Um, but it's just got this, it's like that Chili Peppers album where I'm just like, nobody fucking sounded like Faith No More. And, yeah. and I, and just the combination of like, you know, the sort of funky, uh, grooviness of it all with, with, uh, uh, with Jim's guitar work on top of it, giving a little bit of a metal edge at times. And then you've got Chuck who just is literally the he's his own entity on the whole thing. But I just love it. Um I just yeah, I don't know. It's it, it really is one of those albums that I I it, it really bums me out when people shit on this era of Faith No More because I'm just like but, but it's so good. Like what are you hearing? What am I hearing that's different from what you're hearing? Because it's sure he doesn't sing the way Mike Patton sings, but we have all that Mike Patton stuff. This is early stages well i mean faith and more had already been going for a while at that point but um yeah just it's just one of those really unique and very enjoyable albums and so it had to go at number two for me and it's your number one
0: it is my number one and i adore this album like mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those that I came to later because the Chuck Mosley stuff wasn't included in the album pack that I got off Faith No More. It starts yeah. with it starts with the real thing. It then has Live at Brixton, um, Angel Dust, King for a Day, and then Ashes to Ashes. No, sorry, uh, album of the year. Sorry, album of the that's year. the that's the album that has Ashes to Ashes on it, sorry. which is it, probably they, my
1: favorite song on the album. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, like for me this is where the mosley era came into its own like the, yeah. the first the first album is really really good i yeah. would give um i would give we care a lot a, a 4 out of 5 this is a 5 it's yeah. like we C- we care a lot is still very clearly we're doing our own thing but it's very clear we like new wave and post punk and they're still figuring it out they've got the Dak dak dak. you know sort of stuff going on but it's it's where this is the album where it fattens out and it's like the, faster disco the opening thing of faster disco is just yeah bam, Every, it's like the it explodes, like the splat on the cover where it's like, bam, 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 ding, ding blr, yep. yeah. And nobody, I, I don't think there's anyone that can match the, the sheer goofy, awkward charisma of Chuck Mosley, where yeah. it's like, it's like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those beautiful things with with something that's just straight up art like th- this album is art it, and it's <laughs> it's it's uh you know i'm hyping this up you know it's yeah. yeah it's just it's so good man like all of these tracks faster disco and song introduce yourself Chinese Arithmetic man. Like mm-hmm. was anyone getting a drum sound as good as Chinese Arithmetic in 1987? Like I'm a oh. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the 80s drum sound and I'm unapologetic for it. I yeah. love a big stadium ridiculous unrealistic snare as much as the next guy. But if you're coming from a punchiness
1: standpoint, Chinese Arithmetic man like Is it? And honestly, when it comes to Mike Borden as a drummer, I can't think of a drummer that does the sort of plaka plunka style beats any better than he does it.
0: It's no, like he is the guy. It
1: sounds perfect when he does that shit. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, he's he's a great drummer. Podcast croissant
0: refers to that beat as the booger dagger. Um, <laughs> And uh I just thought I'd give them a little bit a little bit of love because I love their podcast, it's great. Yeah. Um, but I mean the re-recorded we care a lot. You got Death March, R R R and R fucking r- rules. R- yeah. Yeah. The Crab song. Yeah. Yeah. This is a sad, sad song. Do you know what sad is? Sad is like this. Uh, <laughs> i love that the rock in rio performance i know that's with Patton, but yeah
1: yeah
0: i love that i love that era of pattern Patton where he's just absolutely bonkers i mean he's nuts in all eras but like when he's young and kind of bratty and he's like oh yeah 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 like really obnoxious over the top i love that um i mean blood spirit i love every one of these songs here yeah um Granted, it took me longer to get into because like I came at I came at Faith No More from a metal background. So Chuck's more punky delivery took a minute for me to kind of get. Yeah. But it, it wasn't it didn't take me too long. I was Oh like, yeah,
1: it, it was it was pretty jarring for me too, because I I heard this album after I got really into the real thing. Um mm. so it was because it was really weird. I'm like, well, the music sounds similar in a lot of ways, but then it's a totally different style of performance for a vocalist. So at first, I was a little off put, but then I, you know, warmed up to it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great fucking album, mm-hmm. uh, and it's an absolute classic in in my opinion. Uh, and frankly, that should be a fact.
1: well it's it's it would be the best album of 87 in my opinion if it wasn't for this one can i Um, guess can i guess aerosmith permanent vacation that didn't make my top 10 but i love permanent vacation i had to leave that one off
0: damn that must have hurt
1: (laughs) it did hurt uh but like but the i like these other ones more but I mean, for people who know oh, me, yeah Duh. Uh, among the living <laughs> yeah say it with me among the living <laughs> yeah um, from anthrax some don't know what happened w- there some would say the best anthrax album and I wouldn't tell them they were wrong, but I would say it's not my favorite anthrax album but it is my favorite album of nineteen eighty seven mm. it's just a fucking thrash classic, and it's them doing what they did so well at that point in their careers, where it was just this fast, fun, energetic thrash metal with a vocalist that sounded different than a lot of the other thrash metal bands, because you had Joey, yeah. who was a good singer. Um, I just loved the combination of of everything that they did. And I, ever since I first... I mean, they were my first... Technically, I would say they were the first metal band I ever got into because I don't remember being into anything that would be classified as metal until I got State of Euphoria in the in early 1990 Mm. Um, or maybe it was late 89 even. Fuck, I don't remember. But either way, um, they were it was the they became a band very much like Metallica would be right afterwards where because of the music and their image and the like the, them on the home videos that they put out, they became a band that not only did I love their music, but I was like, oh, I just want to go fucking hang out with these guys. Yeah. So it was almost like dudes that I wanted to be my best friends who also happened to make some of the best fucking music I'd ever heard in my entire life. And so that's pretty much been my relationship with Anthrax ever since where I just fucking love everything about them. And um, and among the living is just a stone cold classic of, of eighties thrash. And um, yeah, I don't really Mm. know what, I mean, it's, I feel like I've talked about among the living a lot on my channel. And so I don't think I need to really go into it. It's a classic (laughs) or if you're, I don't know if it would be the right way to get into anthrax um, because I don't think the production is as good on, as on, on their next few albums but it's got all sorts of classic songs. I mean, yeah. you fucking among the living "Cotton in a I'm the law. They're all fucking classics. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have imitation of life, which at the time was the fastest song i had ever fucking heard in my life. When I heard this album.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, still one of the fastest songs that I, that I can think of. It's just, it's a fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my number one among the living from anthrax, which is a surprise to absolutely no one probably. Um, but yeah, tr- <laughs> trust me. The, the, the Hold on. Let me see if I can still see the, if I still have my list. Okay, so here, here's, here I'm going to go really quick down this list. Here, here are albums that were left off of my top 10. You ready?
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Hit me um,
1: with they're not in any particular order. They were just in my list The Ultra Violence by Death Angel. Nice. Um, crossover by DRI. Nice. Uh, Faster Pussycat, self titled album. Nice. Join the Army by Suicidal Tendencies. Nice. Kick by NXS. It, it doesn't quite... I, that was, I loved that album as a kid, and I think it's still a fucking amazing album. Paid mm. in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. Nice. Um Permanent Vacation by Aerosmith. Pride from White Lion. Rhyme mm. Pays by Ice-T. Um, Split Image by Excel. Uh, Worship Me or Die by The Great Cat. Holy shit. I mean, that's, I love that album. And it's like, well, it didn't make it. Her her weird-ass bullshit didn't didn't make it. Um, Yo, Bum Rush the Show by Public Enemy Aww. didn't make my top 10. Scum by Napalm Death. Schizophrenia by Sepultura. Mm. And then Terror and Submission by Holy Terror. N- none of those made it. Like that's just those alone. That's a top 10 right there <laughs> or a top whatever. Yeah. And, and I had to leave all those out because all of these albums that I talked about hold so much fucking weight in my heart and my brain that I just said, yeah, I love you Aerosmith, but permanent vacation isn't really your finest hour. You know, it's got some big hits on it, but overall, um, I'll take pump over that album any day. Um, uh, so, um, So, yeah, that's, nice. that's what I that's what I was working with. All of that yeah. shit. You know, not even not even beginning to mention some of the classics you brought up as well. So mm. shit. So that's Bad it. Bad animals by
0: heart is one that would have oh. would have made it. Yeah. Yep. That, that oh. that'll
1: be an interesting one when we get to uh, eventually we're gonna do Heart, a Heart Cranked mm. and Ranked. And I don't think I've ever listened to an entire Heart album all the way through. So that'll be really cool. Because I do like a whole lot of heart songs from the 70s and the mm. 80s. So it's going to be, you know, one of those things where it's going to be fi- I finally get to know that band. So that'll be fun.
0: And we finally get to talk about my number one 80s crush.
1: No. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think everybody it's, knows. It's, it's Ann. Yeah.
0: It's Ann Wilson.
1: Yeah. Ann Wilson. Um, anyway, so, Sorry i think we, we we finally we finally reached the end
0: yeah i think it's yeah. it's been
1: it's been an, an over two hour episode and i hope this, you enjoyed it
0: go ahead i was gonna say this is this has been such a long-running episode that uh the end counter has had to extend on logic pro for me <laughs> like like this is the longest i've ever used this logic project for so this will be a this would be a chunky file to transfer over to you. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. Well, uh, that's you know that's behind the scenes action right there. But uh, yeah, for yeah. those of you who are listening and watching the finished product, Peanut Butter Platypus, thank you for being here and lasting through this whole thing. It's good that we're giving them a big chunky episode because uh, we will be taking next week off. Yeah. Um, but so, we. So-
0: it, I was just going to say if you so if you want it to sting a little less you could listen to this album in two you can listen to this in two halves you but can it, like they're
1: already they're already at the end now they don't know that well it sucks to be them <laughs> <laughs> we've done so many episodes there has to be an episode that you guys have missed yeah um,
0: absolutely so um we, we have quite the discography at this point.
1: Fuck yeah, we have we we. I, there's I, there's so much content that like we've yeah. put out there. Uh, not only on I YouTube, was listening but,
0: before the helmet episode. Oh shit, those yeah. are the OGs.
1: Um, <laughs> but but no, even on like in the podcast, like I was like, there's so many podcast episodes, and we and we still don't get paid for that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sponsors, just you know, send me an email and we'll uh, work something out. I'll sell your wallets or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway um so yeah so we're taking next next week off but then the week after we're back with another band ranking and this will be one that'll be very interesting because it's one of a band that a lot of people love and some people't some people don't like them at all
0: and don't the worship.
1: two factions sometimes butt heads and um, to be fair, some of their fans are complete tools. night everybody (laughs) um but uh that'll be that'll be fun uh because um they are a band that i i I do i do like um and a couple Mm. of their albums i absolutely love so um that'll be uh that'll be when we come back in two weeks so everybody get ready for that get ready for some uh um, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to have anything really negative to say about the actual band. It's just about people I've come into contact that are fans of the band. Are uh, mm. There's a lot of red flags with a lot of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that next time. This has been long enough. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for joining us for the top 10 of 1987. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're watching this on YouTube and we left out some albums that you think are killer from 1987, please put them in the comments. Um, ongoing conversation. We love everything you guys... Um, send our way, except for the few haters, but mostly they just get deleted because I'm just annoyed by them and I don't want to have them taking up space in my world. So um, that's it. That's the end of it. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. And as usual, I throw it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out.
0: Dude, dude, I want to watch you spew.